episode 185 of the Q&A podcast. My name is Anthony and sitting right across from me via Zoom, as always, is my pal DeQuincy. Hey there. How you doing, man? I'm doing well, man. A little tired, but I'm good. Oh, I'm tired too after watching the most stupendous two-night WrestleMania of all history. You're not kidding. Oh, we were supposed to do this after WrestleMania on Sunday, and I just had no energy. I was done. There was no way it was going to happen. <laughs> yeah, so we're gonna we're here. We're gonna talk about uh, WrestleMania 38, the highs, the lows, what we liked, what we didn't like. Um, and I remember in our preview podcast before WrestleMania, I said it felt like it was having the same build that they had to WrestleMania 31 where the build was slow, but the WrestleMania was amazing. And God damn it, that's exactly what happened. Mm-hmm. Uh, this has been the best WrestleMania since 31. It's definitely the best two-night WrestleMania. Um, what was your favorite night? What was your favorite match of both nights? Give me one for night one and one for night two. Uh, night one, I would have to say, uh, man, I, I got to go with uh, Austin and Owens. You know? I, I was shocked at how much he did in this match. Yeah, he really did more than I was expecting. I thought it would just be like, you know, Mudhole Stomp, Luthez Press, Stunner, go home. But he actually gave us a match. And you know what? As shocking as it was to see him take a suplex on the concrete, what wasn't shocking is that he didn't do the Luthez press. I don't think. I don't think he. I don't think he can get up anymore. Yeah, uh, yeah. I don't think he. <laughs> that was equally uh, not as surprising. <laughs> yeah, I don't think he can jump over a phone book now. Yeah, but yeah, that was very entertaining and a great way to go home. But, you know, when I think about that, I don't think of it as a match. I think of it more as like an event. Okay. So, to me, the best match of night one was, of course, Becky Lynch and Bianca Belair. Yeah. I mean, it's hard to argue. It really is hard to argue because as fun as the Austin Owens match was or, or event or fight, whatever you want to call it, I mean, we're talking about a match of the year candidate with Becky and, and Bianca. I'm willing to go so far as say it's the best women match that we've ever seen on WrestleMania and top five match all time. I know that Ooh. sounds like recency bias, but you go back and watch <laughs> that match. That, I mean, if I'm Charlotte and uh, Ronda after seeing that match, there's no way I want a main event. <laughs> I mean, that match put everything on that card to shame. Yeah. Um, Top five all time, man. That's like that's a that's a very interesting call. There's a lot of a lot of wrestling I'd have to go through, mm-hmm. but you know what? Recent, you know, just based on you know what I've seen recently, uh, I'm I'm not going to argue against you. I'm not going to argue with you on that one right now. Um, Did you see Bianca on Monday? That's what made it so great. Is like there was a legit injury like that 
happened. I mean, yeah, she took all those glasses. Up. She had a huge shiner on the left eye. That was yeah. But the story they told in that match from um, Bianca knocking forward again by Becky. Becky basically having a counter for everything Bianca tried to do. Uh, Bianca just getting her ass whooped and almost getting cowed out and just finding a way to win. You know, showing that heart of a champion. Like, it was by far my favorite match of the weekend. Probably going to be my match of the year. I don't know anything and. And uh, WWE is going to come close to it. I mean, right now it's it's an early, early favorite. Yeah, um, yeah, it was great. Uh, so, what about night two? Remember all the greatness that was. <laughs> Man, um, night two. Night two is a little bit tougher because you know what? I really thought, I really thought night two was going to be better. Mm-hmm. Um. I would say night two was more entertaining. From a, yeah. if we're talking like you, you mentioned in your a text you sent me like I'm thoroughly sports entertained. <laughs> yeah, during the Sami Zayn and um, Johnny Knoxville match, I am thoroughly sports entertained. Was I the think tech- yeah. Night two is definitely the more entertaining night, and I, I but I thought it was going to be more. I thought it was going to be more of a better wrestling night. Mm-hmm. Um. So, I'm looking back, I'm trying to. You know, I said it. Um, then after WrestleMania, I said night two had the higher floor, but night one had the higher ceiling. Because mm-hmm. I don't think anything, night two didn't have anything that surpassed the three matches of the Mysterios versus Miz and Logan Paul, Becky Lynch and um and Bianca Belair. And then following that up with um, Seth Rollins and Cody Rhodes. Like, those three matches back-to-back-to-back, they were the highlight of my weekend. Yeah, it it turned out to be – night one turned out to be the much better wrestling night. Um, Match-wise, I mean, I guess you'd have to go with Edge and AJ. Oh, looking for your favorite match of night two? Yeah. Or, you know what? I will say that the the men's – uh, triple threat tag match because it was it was like I said all three of those teams all six of those guys work so well still they they work so well together um, and to to put on another great show on that kind of stage to kick off re- the you know night two of WrestleMania mm-hmm. um, with what four out of those six guys being their first WrestleMania like matches, I feel like I think I can't remember if the Pro- Street Profits. No, they did. Yeah, no, they wrestled it. Um, but but their their first time wrestling WrestleMania like in a full crowd mm-hmm. because they did the you know the I'm sure they were part of the um, last year's no crowd. Yeah, the no crowd WrestleMania and then like the half capacity WrestleMania. Um, but to wrestle in front of, you know, 75,000 people like that, all six of those guys put on a hell of a show to start the night. Um, and again, like I told you, I wouldn't have met, it would have mattered. I would have been okay with any one of those teams winning. Mm-hmm. And uh, the way that they finished the match. Wow. That was, that was a pretty, pretty great way to finish the match. 
Um, and yeah, probably the best match of the night for me. I like how opposite we are because night one, you picked what I would call an event and I picked the match. Night two, you're picking a match and I'm picking the event. Sami Zayn versus Johnny Knoxville <laughs> of well, was my favorite thing of night two. It had, I was expecting it to be crazy, zany, and it surpassed my expectation. Watching Wee Man scoop up Sami Zayn and slam him got a delirious chuckle for me. That was, that was great. All the all those years of skateboarding, like I guess it really put a lot of you know strength in those legs for him to get that man up and just put him back down. It was it was amazing. Yeah, I mean, and I'm not a person who likes jackass. I never watched the TV show. I never got it, but watching them have all the slapstick comedy on their yeah. match, it looked like an episode of Tom and Jerry, and I <laughs> loved every second of it. Ironically, it finished off with a giant mouse trap. Right, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and also we got to talk about the celebrity matches. All of them hit. All of them. I, I couldn't believe how good all three of those celebrities uh, did this well, or how well all three celebrities did that, that weekend. Yes. and to, You know, my expectations with Logan Paul was that he would probably – show off some athleticism mm-hmm. wasn't expecting to show off that much athleticism and also I, I you know i guess these these paul guys they they like to prove people wrong they like to surprise people i guess because honestly i was also just expecting kind of a half-hearted effort you know you but know these I guys, don't, go ahead oh i'd say i don't think we're ever gonna see that again like the snookies of the world i think wwe is going after people who love wrestling and have loved it for years mm-hmm. and are willing to die with it, die with this shit we saw it we saw it with uh gronk and the crowdless wrestlemania last year for sure with bad bunny and now um logan paul look i i've i've had i've said many a mean thing about logan paul but you know i gotta give that man his props and his respect he came out here showed that he took this seriously and was a dastardly heel with the oh. uh, the three uh, amigos suplex and then getting the top rope and doing the little shimmy like Eddie Guerrero, oh. I mean, what a bastard! I mean, it was amazing. It was like, amazing to see that guy do that, to get the reaction that was intended, and execute it perfectly. Because anybody can do you know three amigos suplex and maybe run out of gas or not have the strength to. to finish it off the guy was well I mean, granted it was with ray so ray's mm-hmm. a smaller guy but still you know it's not easy to do that that's what made it so great and unique for him to n- knock out all three suplexes mm-hmm. get on the top rope do the shimmy and do it a, a damn near perfect frog splash oh it was it was incredible yeah, so I'm, I think I text you if they um if they decide to bring both the Paul brothers in to like try to be this dastardly evil heel tag team, I'd be down <laughs> with them because both of them they come off as dicks. So mm-hmm. was, was not good. expecting the heel the the Miz with the uh, double heel turn. <laughs> yes, I think uh, they're trying to have Logan Paul come off as sympathetic and. 
if you know anything about Logan Paul's story, that's a very difficult thing for WWE <laughs> to try to pull off. Right. Um, like even when after Miz hit him with the skull crush from that, I mean, the crowd popped like hell. And I don't know if you saw his reaction, Logan Paul's reaction when he was down the ground. No. Oh, you you didn't read his lips? Yeah. I read, oh, I, oh uh, yeah, when he got up. No, he was still on the ground. Yeah, when he was on the ground, he turned and looked at Miz like, what the fuck was that? <laughs> I was like, oh, a little, real, a little realism in your wrestling. But yeah, yeah. Um, all celebrities great. Uh, Pac McAfee, he'll die for this shit. Um, he'll go to his grave talking about this night. First off, beating Austin Theory, then having a match with Vince McMahon. And, and then topping it off. Yeah, topping it off, you know, he has a celebration with Stone Cold Steve Austin and then gets stunned. Um, if we're going to talk about Stone Cold and stunners, we got to talk about that stunner he attempted to give Vince McMahon. <laughs> One of the greatest moments of all time because... First off, congratulations congratulations to the WWE editing department because if you watch the replay of WrestleMania on Monday Night Raw, you would have thought Stone Cold gave him the cleanest stunner of all time. They edited the holy hell out of that. There's, whoever did that deserves a bonus because Man, that, that as amazing. soon as Stone Cold's foot touched that man's chest, he folded like a deck of cards. It didn't look like he kicked him that hard. I, it was... <laughs> So is he overselling this? But no, he's just a, he's an old man that was get, probably gassed. Yes. And, and just the slightest touch is going to crumble. <laughs> he did everything he could given McAfee those, um, what were they, shoulder tackles? I didn't really, he did what he, what he needed to do with match against McAfee. Was. So, mm-hmm. like, you could tell. I don't know if you saw at the end where he was um, after Vince's match, he's over there celebrating with Austin Theory, and then Austin Theory's music starts playing, and I guess yep. Vince forgot that Austin's music because he had this worried look on his face. Uh-huh. I was he, like, what the hell? Yeah. <laughs> and then, of course, Stone Cold's glass hit. And... Why does oh, anyone... that's what that was. Why does anyone ever get in the ring with Stone Cold while he's tossing beers around? DTA man, don't trust nobody. It happened. It has been his mantra since day one. And it happened to Vince. It happened to Pat McAfee. It happened to um, what's his name, Byron Saxon on Saturday night. Like mm-hmm. if he's in the ring drinking his beer, stomping around, you stay out of the ring. I don't care if he calls you in or not. <laughs> but uh, great job on everyone except for Vince for selling those stunners, man. Yeah. I, I thought Austin Theory was going to fly to the moon. <laughs> that was a great, great sell. And so was McAfee's. Like, it was mm-hmm. his own. Like, he – it was it was great. I liked I liked the way he sold that one, too. Up there with um, The Rock. The Rock always had great sales. And um, uh, Scott Hall. R.I.P. Yeah, Scott Hall took the stunner like a, a grenade just went off on his feet. He just <laughs> – <laughs> Right. Um, some bad things we got to talk about WrestleMania. Um, unfortunately, yeah. Rick Boogs um, getting hurt in the first match of WrestleMania Saturday. I thought it was storyline. In fact, when I saw it happen, I thought uh, I wrote down, okay, so they're going to have this injury so they can set up the next uh, match at WrestleMania Backlash. Little did I know that that was completely real injury. Um, what was it? Torn quad? Uh, patella. 
Okay, Torin Patella, he's going to be out for a couple of months. Um, just horrible, man. That dude um, has really built up such a following with his with his um, entrance and working with Nakamura. Mm-hmm. And he's a pretty talented in the ring. He's a big, strong I didn't expect to see all that from me. He's a hoked up mm-hmm. Freddie Mercury. And I was, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, honestly, I haven't jumped on the bandwagon so much mm-hmm. um, just because I was a fan of a different guy with a guitar gimmick, mm-hmm. a more, another recent guy with a guitar gimmick. I prefer that gimmick more. Oh, you can see um, his, his little brother came on, on raw. Oh, did he? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> When the music hit and it said Ezekiel, I thought Ezekiel Jackson was back. Oh boy! <laughs> it it took it took us a bit because me and my girlfriend we were watching Raw, and we he looked so different without facial hair. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Elias. <laughs> <laughs> it was like a completely different person without facial. Like he needs that beard back, but yeah. Uh, I'm interested in seeing where this Ezekiel storyline goes. And um, you watched Raw, right? I haven't seen it yet, but I, uh, I've, I, mean, I read the review for it. Okay, so he came out during Kevin Owens' um, promo, and Kevin's like, is that you? That's Elias. He's like, no, my name is Ezekiel. It's like, no, 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 you're Elias. Don't be saying Elias to me. You're Elias. And he, was, he was not, you know, falling for it. He's like, mm-hmm. I'm his younger brother, Ezekiel. That's one of the that's one of the more underrated things about Kevin Owens mm-hmm. is that he knows when to sell and when not to sell. Mm-hmm. Like when back when Roman was babyface and wearing the the uh, Kevlar, mm-hmm. he's the only one that would react to to trying to punch Roman in the in the gut. <laughs> he's the only one who would act or you know would injure his hand would be injured from punching a man wearing a Kevlar vest. I mean, it's perfect. Like it's a it's a perfect touch. It's like, yes, you should, your hand should get jammed up if you're yes. trying to hit a guy like that. It stops bullets. It should stop your fist. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, what else happened? Oh, I guess we got to talk about Cody Rhodes. He's back. Yeah. Still, you know, as much as we were expecting it, I guess, um, you know, the, you know, the rumors had been swirling for weeks now. It was still a big, it still felt like a big moment. And that's a good thing. Mm-hmm. That's a good thing that even though the um, uh, the surprise was pretty much spoiled, you know, a long time ago, um, the fact that he still got that reaction from the crowd, the fact that they, they gave him that kind of, you know, coming up from the bottom of the stage, like they really treated it like a big deal. The fans it's, reacted it like it was a big reacted to it like it was a big deal, and it turned out to be a big deal because of the match. They treated that man like a superstar, and the minute his music hit, and he had everything from AEW: the music, the promo, the fireworks, mm-hmm. everything. It was completely ripped. It was like they just took everything that made him the man. AEW brought over to WWE, and from what. Um, Corey Rogue said, like, he talked to Vince and told Vince, if I'm coming back, I'm coming back, I'm bringing all this with me. And Vince was like, well, shit, that's what we're paying for. And see, that's why uh, that's, I mean, that's why Vince is the best because they copyright all that shit. <laughs> yeah, all that music belongs to Cody and all that stuff. It's- so that way, 
So, you know, Stone Cold Steve Austin couldn't have left WWE and gone to, you know, Ring of Honor. <laughs> they would not pay. They would not Impact. pay that man enough. Yeah. Definitely. But, but yeah, I mean, you know, if this if it was the other way around, uh, a wrestler going to AEW, they're not keeping the same name. They're not bringing the music, any of that stuff. Um, you know, it's it's a big get. It, it it wound up, and it felt like a big get for for Vince mm-hmm. to bring all that to not just the character, but everything that comes with it. Like you said, yeah. And then he had his promo on Raw, which was, of course, was melodramatic as hell. But that's Cody. Um, I think we spoke about this when uh, we did our review. No, it was before that. We were talking about where he would be in the hierarchy of WWE. And mm-hmm. for me, it's like you come in, you're beating Seth Rollins. You're at least out there in the Seth Rollins range. You got to be like on the the short list of guys who can win well, I was going to say the WWE championship, but since that don't exist, yeah. You're one of the shorthand guys who can challenge Roman and actually be believable. Right. And right now, um, God, we talked, about, we definitely talked about this, like who's going to take on Roman after um, he wins against Brock Lesnar, which of course he did. Um, it looks like it's going to be Drew McIntyre, but we don't know what's up with Roman because it looked like he got hurt during yeah. his match with Roman. Brock. Brock, I'm sorry. And I talked to you, I texted you after the match. I was like, it seemed like that match was extremely short. Mm-hmm. And like, I remember, I vividly remember him yelling to Paul saying that it was out. Yeah. But honestly, it felt like it was, you know, part of the gimmick. Like it was, you know. Acting for the camera. Yeah. But if it's if it's legit, I mean, if, he's, if his shoulder got popped out, you know, that's, I mean, that's, that's the worst possible thing to happen but at the same time could be one of the best things too because let's say there was some damage going on right and let's say you have to undo everything you've done with the build-up at least Mm -hmm. and you're ready to move on ready to give brock a break you're ready to go forward with with roman as the guy if he has to miss any time, this is the way to get the title off of him to keep the the character intact. Mm-hmm. And then you establish a new star as, as a champion. And he comes back, tries to wreck the champion, says he never lost his title. Exactly. Yeah. Whether yeah. it's Cody, Drew, Seth, um, <laughs> right. KO. I was going to say, you ran out of names that fast. Pretty much. <laughs> yeah, there's not many guys that are up there um, that can just take the championship if Roman can step down. I'm, I'm right now, I'm just looking at um, WrestleMania and try, just trying to pick the names that could do it. You say McIntyre, mm-hmm. Rollins, Rhodes, KO, that's all of Saturday. And then on Son from Sunday, Bobby Lashley. Yeah, but he's in a program. Yeah, but you would drop that program in an instant to get mm-hmm. it. Get well, right now I'm just saying, guys, who if they were champion, it believe it would be believable. Yeah. Like Bobby Lashley, Edge, AJ, AJ. Style. 
And man, and look, that's about the you know worst comes to worst, the safe bet is always going to be Brock. Mm-hmm. You know, but as great as the buildup to that match was, as great as that program was, you know, I texted you, I texted the same thing uh, on Monday that, you know, we've seen that match more than five times. I think it's six or seven. I don't remember exactly, but at least more than five times. Mm-hmm. And I just don't think they have great chemistry together. They're just too alpha for each other. Um, and, um, uh, you know, we don't need to see that match anymore. I agree with you. I'm, I'm fine with not seeing it again. Or if it does happen in maybe like a couple of years down the road, there shouldn't be anything they could go to for the next two, three years. Yeah. Well, my question, if you have Brock and he's apparently he's still on a contract for a couple more months or, or he's scheduled for a couple more months, like what do you do with them if he's not chasing a title and you keep him off of Roman? Where do you go with them? Oh boy. Um, because I would like, to, personally, even though I know he's already busy, like going back to Brock and Bobby, mm-hmm. like we did not get a definitive victory, even though uh, Bobby won in their match at the World Rumble. I would like to see them go one on one with no distractions or anything like that. Uh, but I can't, man, where do you go with Brock if he's coming back and you say no more Roman? You can't chase the title. What are we gonna do with him? Oh man, I mean, you could go back to Bobby, possibly Drew, and then there's it might be a big step down, but but there's always Happy Corbin because that guy puts on he good, puts on a good performance with everybody like. The character isn't very likable, and it's not a great character, but the guy can wrestle. I mean, at the end of the day, he, he's not a bad wrestler for as big as he is, for like 6'10 or whatever. He's got a good skill set. He's got good, you know, a good finisher. Um, and the size to kind of be believable that he could, you know, go toe-to-toe with Brock. Man, I just don't. Like I think you tell the average person we're getting we're setting up Brock Lesnar versus Happy Corbin, they just tune out. Another one that would be uh, Happy Corbin Terrible, bring back down bad Corbin. <laughs> well, then that's a squash match for sure. I need him down bad, asking Brock for some money. <laughs> complaining about how his wife and kids left him again. The repo man is taking his um is literally taking his uh car out of the arena. He needs Brock to go stop him. I need all that. <laughs> Another way you could go, my, more, it's, it's one of the least likely out of all the scenarios I I mentioned. But Shinsuke all of a sudden has nothing to do. Mm-hmm. Um, they both wrestled in Japan, not at the same time, I, I, I don't believe, uh, or I don't think they wrestled each other in Japan. Um, but there's enough of like the Japanese history that they could build something off of. Mm-hmm. Um, 
And I think it would be an entertaining program. And I think you, I mean, you have to turn Shinsuke heel, I think, which that might not work because he's been on a roll lately with, with Boogs. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe you just haven't. And if you really keep him rock face, I really don't. There aren't that many heels for him to fight. Right. I mean, KO, possibly. And especially if you're keeping him on SmackDown, mm-hmm. then it comes like the heel faction, or it's just been Roman and his cousins, and that's it. So I don't know. Like, I think what you're saying with him and Shinsuke, that would be interesting to watch. Um, I just, ah, they really do have the, the, um, thing where they keep faces from fighting or heels from fighting it's they try to keep it simple for storytelling reason heel bad guy versus good guy and they don't do the bad guy versus bad guy or good guy versus good guy that often mm-hmm. which kind of takes away my bobby brock thing because bobby's not playing baby face now with the heel right. omos and mvp team together mm-hmm. Damn. Damn. I don't know. They can't have Brock just sitting catering countless millions, so I'm pretty sure they'll figure out something. Yeah. Or he just disappears in the wilderness for seven to eight months like he normally does. <laughs> um, uh, I think the last thing I want to talk about, um, do we talk about disappointing matches? Um, uh... Not really. For me, I mean, obviously, the main event of night two was disappointing. Just because it, it did end quickly. Oh, okay. I was thinking night one. I was like, Stone Cold and KO. <laughs> that was great. What are you talking about? Um... But honestly, I, I, there wasn't really a disappointing match outside of that. Yeah, there was nothing, like, terrible. Um you know, there are two matches I had no interest in watching, though. Mm-hmm. Of course. Uh, on Saturday, it was Charlotte Flair versus Ronda Rousey. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll say right here, Charlotte Flair might be the best women's wrestler of all time, but I have no interest of watching her in a ring. <laughs> and then on Sa- on Sunday, it's got to be the um, Sheamus Ridge Holland match against the New Day. Uh, Sheamus Ridge Holland. Squash match. Yeah, that was yeah. pathetic. The only good thing about this that match was watching um, big uh, not Biggie, but uh, watching Kofi and Xavier come out in the singlets mm-hmm. and honor Biggie. But um, the yeah. match itself was just it really se- seemed like they just did that to get them on the card so they can get their WrestleMania money. It went a minute forty according to Wikipedia. And really, once the match started, the only interesting thing was watching Butch run around like he's scrappy do. Yeah, that, I'm getting tired of that. Like he's he's so much better than that. Yeah, he, he definitely is, but he has a lot of let me add him energy going on right now. It's uh-huh. Yeah. Like either let him fight or I was gonna say repackage him, but that's not what happened. Just let him be who he who he was in. And NXT. 
Um, I think that's it, man. Overall, it was a great resume. I definitely enjoyed it. Put it up there with some of the greats like 17, uh, 31. You know, I always think because I always see people talk about well. the 30. Uh, WrestleMania 19 is a great resume. I'm because that was the one with um, it was Brock and Kurt Angle. And I'm mm-hmm. like, oh, that's a great resume. And then I looked up the card, and that was the one where Triple H beat Booker T. I'm like, oh, oh, oh that's so that sism brings it down a little. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, this was up there. I enjoyed it. We really should do like a ranking of our favorite WrestleManias. I don't think any before 1990 are going to think about it. <laughs> any last thing you want to say about WrestleMania? Uh man, no, like I said, it was it was a good show. It was better. Um no, it, it was it delivered as as well as I was expecting it to. If not a little more, just because of the celebrity matches. Like the celebrity matches were better than I um than than I well not that I wasn't expecting, but that I um just gave thought to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I thought I always thought the Pack and McAfee match was gonna be good because he had a great match in NXT with Adam Cole. Yep. Um, they never, uh, hmm? which they never um, alluded to in the buildup that he's already had two matches. Well, they can't. WWE. <laughs> they can't talk about his opponent since he he's no longer in WWE. So, and in the second match, his opponents they're all out. They're all out too because he was in that War Games match. Oh yeah. Where he flipped off the the cage. Yeah, because all those guys on Expedia are now in AEW. Mm -hmm. It happened, but it didn't happen. If you know, you know. And um, like I said, Logan Paul was just... um, Again, giving compliments on Logan Paul feels like sacrilege, but I'm going to do it. He was great in his match. I'm actually interested in seeing him come back in WWE and working some more. Yeah, yeah, you know, to be 27 years old and that athletic still, it, yeah. you know, it helps. <laughs> He's got all that boy has all kinds of things, and you know, I if he's really interested, in, he can make a run at it. Mm-hmm. If he gives up those those crazy boxing dreams, <laughs> uh, yeah. So that's it. WrestleMania, great, enjoyed it. Um, Oh, when the raw after no surprises, no big surprises from what I from what I read. Oh, that's right. I keep forgetting you didn't watch it. Yeah, all they had was Veer. Veer, that's about it. Veer came out and beat up on the Mysterios. The guy can go. Yeah, like I remember he, you know, when when he was wrestling, when he was you know aligned with Gender and uh, Shanky, the guy could wrestle. Like he's a really good wrestler. Yeah, we'll see that next week because he takes on Ray Mysterio in a one-on-one match. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was it was a that was a very odd raw after WrestleMania because it felt kind of subdued. But I was watching it flew by, which like the first time in a long time I can say a three-hour raw was actually you know enjoyable and quick. <laughs> yeah, man. Anything else, man? That's it. 
All right, we're going to get up out of here. We got another podcast to record. We're going to do some baseball. And I'm going to let Anthony talk about his fantasy team for an ungodly amount of time. <laughs> not too not too ungodly. All right. Let's go with that SpongeBob six hours later. And I'm so just here <laughs> to talk about your team. All right. So we're going to get out of here. Um, thank you for listening, sharing, downloading. Um, we appreciate it. Anthony, as always, is a pleasure. And uh, we shall be back later on talking about baseball. Sounds great. For Anthony, I'm the Quincy. Later.